98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shrovsky. The headlines, all secondary schools will suspend face-to-face classes from Monday. Children age 5 to 11 can receive the Sinovac vaccine from tomorrow and the BioNTech jab from the 16th of next month. And people who live or work in Meifu and Shamshui Po are queuing to get up to get tested for the coronavirus after an appeal from health officials. The government has announced face-to-face classes at secondary schools will be suspended no later than Monday after a number of teenagers were recently infected with COVID-19. A spokesman for the Education Bureau said the decision was made after the pandemic situation turned more serious with several unlinked coronavirus cases. In-person classes at kindergartens and primary schools were suspended last Friday. DA Bay lawmaker Holden Chow said he's aware that the move now to shut all schools will affect students, especially those taking exams. But he says it's important to protect them from getting infected. It's not easy decision to make, but I think the government need to take tough call because health is, of course, of utmost importance right now. Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip says children aged 5 to 11 years old can receive the Sinovac vaccine from tomorrow. Mr. Nip, the minister responsible for Hong Kong's vaccination drive, said children with parents' consent can get the jab from from one of the three community vaccination centers or one of the more than 1,000 private clinics. Mr. Nip told RTHK's Backchat program that BioNTech vaccines will be offered to children after the Lunar New Year. Persons HF. 5 to 11, uh, with parents' consent, could go to our three community vaccination centers uh, and also um, the uh, private clinics, more than a thousand outlets, uh, to receive the uh, Sinovac vaccines. For the BioNTech vaccines, uh, we will be setting up dedicated uh, vaccination centers and it will start operate uh, after, it will start operation uh, after the Lunar New Year. The government has now announced that bookings for the BioNTech vaccine for young children will open on February the 9th, with inoculations to start on the 16th. Mr. Nip added that he was pleased to see an uptick in vaccinations in Hong Kong, especially among the elderly. He said the vaccine bubble announcement helped push people to get their first dose and reiterated calls for the elderly to come forward and get jabbed. People who live or work in Meifu and Shamshui Po are heeding advice from health authorities and lining up to get tested for COVID-19. Officials made the appeal after several infections emerged from those districts. They include an untraceable case involving a kindergarten teacher living in Meifu Sunchun and students from the Delia Memorial School Broadway. A long queue formed outside a testing station at the nearby Lychikok Park. And Natalie Ching spoke to some of the people in line. I think it's a responsibility to get tests because the government appeals the Mayfu residents to do the testing. It's a protection for myself and also my family and friends. To do the testing and note that my result is negative, so we'll be less worried. I mean, those students, they walk around in this area and then maybe we have some indirect contacts of him. So I think I need to do the test and then make sure that I'm not getting infected and make sure my family not infected. 
COVID lockdowns have come to an end at two residential blocks sealed off overnight for compulsory testing. No new cases were found, but the test result of one specimen is still undergoing the verification process. The buildings are Tower 3 of Grand Central in Kuntong and Fu Yut House at Fu Chong Estate in Sham Shui Po. But there's still no word on the compulsory testing at Yat Kwai House in Kwai Chung Estate. The lockdowns are linked to a 17-year-old boy who may have the Delta variant, a 12-year-old boy and a 53 year old man who works at the Cafe Pacific cargo terminal. The first flights carrying aid to Tonga following Saturday's volcanic eruption and tsunami have taken off from New Zealand and Australia. The runway at Tonga's main airport had to be cleared of large quantities of volcanic ash to make it safe for planes to land. Large parts of the Tonga archipelago have suffered severe damage from the tsunami. Australia's High Commissioner to Tonga, Rachel Moore, said the destruction was widespread. These places are devastated. They're described as a moonscape, and you might have seen some photos of that. So the fact that the Tongan government was able to support the people and the Tongan people knew what to do in the case of a tsunami has meant that the loss of life and the number of serious injuries is small, but the loss to property is catastrophic. President Biden has said he thinks Russia will invade Ukraine but has warned that the United States will impose severe costs and significant harm on Russia in response. In a news conference marking his first full year in office, Mr. Biden said he feared a Russian attack on its neighbor would result in a conflict that could get out of hand. He acknowledged differences within NATO on how to respond to any Russian aggression, but warned Vladimir Putin of sanctions on a scale he's never seen before if he invaded Ukraine. I think he still does not want any full-blown war. Do I think he'll test the West, test the United States and NATO as uh, significantly as he can? Yes, I think he will. But I think he'll pay a serious and dear price for it that he doesn't think now will cost him what it's going to cost him. And I think he'll regret having done it. At the same news conference, President Biden again defended his decision to pull U.S. forces out of Afghanistan last year. He said there was no easy way to leave the country. The question was... Do I continue to spend that much money per week in the state of Afghanistan, knowing that the idea that being able to succeed, other than sending more body bags back home, is highly, highly unusual? A recording has emerged of what appears to be the final phone call a British gunman made to his family in England from a synagogue in Texas where he was holding four people hostage. The recording was obtained by the Jewish Chronicle newspaper in Britain and has been assessed by experts to be genuine. The BBC's Frank Gardner reports. The final phone call made by Malik Faisal Akram to his family back in Blackburn reveals both his deteriorating mental state and the increasing tension inside the Texan synagogue where he was holding people hostage. His brother, Gulbar, tries repeatedly to talk him into surrendering, telling him that his hostages are innocent people. But Malik Akram, who had entered the synagogue pretending to be homeless, tells his brother he has set his heart on dying. In a barely coherent rant, he rails against Jews and U.S. military actions in the Middle East. He repeatedly calls for a convicted Pakistani neuroscientist to be released. A Belgian court has sentenced the Vietnamese man to 15 years in jail after ruling that he was the ringleader in the trafficking of 39 migrants found dead in a lorry in the UK. Vo Van Hong was found guilty of having led a people trafficking operation based in Belgium. 
The victims, all Vietnamese, were discovered in 2019. Luc Arnaud, a lawyer for groups helping the victims of human trafficking, said the verdict was important. The decision is uh, very clear, very logical, and um, it's a clear message that um, any kind of abuse of the misery of somebody else who is looking for a better life and a better world, uh, that this cannot be tolerated. A major global study has concluded that more than a million people died worldwide in 2019 from infections caused by bacteria that have become resistant to antibiotics. The researchers writing in the Lancet Medical Journal say this is higher than the annual number who die from malaria or HIV-AIDS around the world. They say the drugs used to treat common infections such as pneumonia are no longer effective enough, putting millions at risk of death. More details from the BBC's Philippa Roxby. Based on analysis of patient records from 204 countries, this study, led by the University of Washington, put the number of deaths linked to antimicrobial resistance in the millions. Young children under five are most at risk, the researchers say, and poorer countries in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia have had the most deaths. But they emphasise that the problem is a global health threat and only urgent investment in the development of new antibiotics and better infection control can turn the tide. Scientists have calculated that a giant iceberg in the South Atlantic known as A68 was dumping one and a half trillion litres of fresh water into the ocean every day as it melted. When the enormous body of ice broke away from Antarctica in 2017, it covered an area of nearly 6,000 square kilometres. It melted completely in May last year. The French actor Gaspard Ulliel has died at the age of 37. He'd been taken to hospital after a skiing accident on Tuesday. Ulliel played the lead role in films such as Hannibal Rising and the biopic Saint Laurent about the French fashion designer Yves Saint Laurent. He was also due to appear in a new Marvel superhero TV series, Moon Knight. He won a César, the French equivalent of an Oscar, for Best Actor in 2017. To finance news, PricewaterhouseCoopers says it expects growth in revenue from salaries and profits tax, stamp duty, as well as land sales, to help narrow Hong Kong's budget deficit to just a tenth of the government's original estimate. The accounting services firm is predicting the financial secretary to announce a deficit of $9 billion for the current fiscal year. It says projections showed the SAR could log a small budget surplus by 2025. But it also warned that the SAR's fiscal reserve may not be able to support the government's growing annual expenditure. Agnes Wong is a tax partner for PwC Hong Kong. If the outbreak of the current Omicron can be well controlled, we are confident that with the quick and the test relief and also anti-pandemic relief measure, Hong Kong can be going back to the current or the before uh, pandemic situation. On top of that, we probably need to have the consumption voucher scheme. On top of that, we need to have the long-term economy and then the test measure to help to Hong Kong to recover. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,704. That's 564 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $91 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 114.38 to the yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. And the pound will buy you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 61 cents. To sport, and we start with football. 
Tottenham are within a point of the English Premier League's top four after a stunning comeback at Leicester City. Steven Bergwijn scored deep twice into added time to give Spurs a 3-2 victory. Spurs have scored! The advertising hoardings are down! The whole Spurs team is across there! Fans are spilling onto the edge of the pitch! They can't believe it! They've thrown it away! That is extraordinary! And how significant could that be in Spurs' season now? They'll go above Arsenal! This was the reaction from Spurs captain Harry Kane after that dramatic finish. What a rollercoaster of emotions that was! Um, I think we, uh, overall, I think we fully deserved the victory, to be honest. We were the better side. Uh, disappointing to obviously go 2 1 down with maybe 15 minutes to go, but we were just creating the chances. Uh, but to get two goals like that in stoppage time was, uh, yeah, games that you'll never forget in, uh, for the rest of your career, for sure. Spurs are up to fifth in the table, just a point behind fourth placed West Ham. Manchester United are seventh. Two points outside the top four after winning 3-1 at Brentford. The BBC's John Murray was at the game. Brentford had a stack of chances in the first half. They didn't take any of them. De Gea twice kept out Jensen with his legs. number of other opportunities either hit wide, over, deflected wide. It was nil-nil at halftime. Manchester United clearly regrouped, had to think about things. And then they took over in the second half. Anthony Alanga scored the opening goal, knocked it up for himself and, and finished with his head. Mason Greenwood then set up by Bruno Fernandes to make it 2-0. That was two goals in eight minutes. And substitute Marcus Rashford, uh, who was uh, assisted ably by McTominay and Bruno Fernandes for that goal. That made it 3-0. Ivan Tony's late one after a long throw rattled around in the six-yard box gave Brentford a glimmer. United boss Ralph Ranić says a different approach in the second half turned the game around for his side. The first half we were not good in almost all aspects of the game. Sloppy passing, uh, not uh, strong enough in the 50-50 situations. Uh, we gave away uh, almost every second ball. Um, and in the second half we were more urgent. We were attacking them higher up on the pitch. We were taking the right decisions when we were on the counter-attack counter and we scored. And this was the big difference. At the Africa Cup of Nations, Nigeria and Egypt led a 1-2 finish in Group D and made it through to the last 16. Nigeria beat Guinea-Bissau 2-0 to become the only team in the tournament to score three wins out of three in the group stage. Egypt beat Sudan 1-0. Meanwhile, one of the favorites to win the tournament, Tunisia, say they've lost 12 players for the next match after they've tested positive for COVID. Among those missing for the final crucial group game against Gambia later today is the country's star striker, Wabi Khazri. And let's take a look at the weather. It'll be mainly fine with moderate to fresh easterly winds becoming cloudy tonight and winds will be offshore and they will on high ground they will be occasionally strong. The outlook, windy with a few rain patches in the next few days, mild and humid with relatively low visibility on Sunday and Monday. Currently at the observatory, it's 20 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 59%. And that's the news from RTHK. Some construction workers are casual about safety, especially when jobs seem simple. If workers don't take enough safety measures for work above ground, such as doing simple work on a roof, a balcony or stairs, they could fall and get injured or even die. 
Employers and workers must follow occupational health and safety laws and take adequate safety measures, such as using working platforms and applying suitable fall prevention measures. Remember, taking work above ground lightly can put your life at risk. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. The government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to keep visit records. Remember to use the app to scan QR codes of designated venues. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere possibly visited by a confirmed patient, the app will alert you and give health advice according to different situations. Use the app together. Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe. We rode on horses, made of sticks He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, that awful sound Bang, bang, my baby shot me down And welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew and, of course, to the newsroom team. Thursday, the 20th of January is today's date. Thank you very much for tuning in to RTHK Radio 3. I'll be right here with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. 
To start today's program, we're chatting with Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. Sadia will be joining us just after the two o'clock news to talk about the flaws of calorie counting. We'll have to hear her wisdom there. Feel free to join us. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the Facebook page. Of course, you can also email us. We love hearing from you as well. 123show at rthk.hk. And after the 2.30 news, Andrew Dambina joins us with his global and local update of some art news in this week's Artsing Around. Some great music coming your way this Thursday afternoon. This is Zara Larson featuring Young Blood with Talk About Love.